0: We gather in reverence for what is holy this day, bringing many names for the sacred. From our common journey, we join as one community, one body of people standing on the side of love. Among us, the weary, the sick, the heartbroken, the joyful, the light of heart and the brave. One people, in one circle of life, moved by the same spark. In unity together, we answer a call of justice, speaking out against oppression and reaching out to a wider world that teaches us, humbles us, heals us, as we work to heal it too. We give thanks for this call, O love, O source, though it is not always easy. We arrive through these doors with many private burdens, with secrets and regrets. We're in need of forgiveness and in danger of despair. Yet a greater spirit, a greater story moves in this space. One in which our world may be reborn again and again anew. Because the sacred dwells among us and it blesses our yearning for wholeness. So let us have the courage to go out into the world and to change it, to bring the world into ourselves and be changed. Let us speak with courage and act with compassion and may our journeys of the spirit and of mission always be life affirming and for justice. However we may know you as God, as truth, as love, let them be in your name. These opening words by Angela Herrera, welcome all who have gathered this morning for our special Sunday service. Welcome to those of you who have gathered in person at Essex Church, how lovely to see friends, old and new. And welcome too to all those who are joining us via Zoom from far and wide. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jane Blackall and I'm minister with Kensington Unitarians. This morning we're holding a very special service which we've given the title, The End of an Era. We've gathered here to celebrate Harold Lorenzelli's five decades of loyal service here at Essex church five decades of sharing his musical gifts with our congregation and the world this is on the occasion of his retirement from that role and we're also belatedly giving Sarah Tinker the retirement due she missed out on when she stepped down officially at the end of 2020 Um, it's good to mark such a significant transition and to show our gratitude for someone who's played such a big part in our ongoing story, 15 golden years of ministry. But before we go any further, let's do what we always do. I'm going to light our chalice flame. It's a simple ritual that connects us in solidarity with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part.
1: Across the generations, we have carried the flame. We fought the injustice, sang the song, spoke for truth and built something lasting. We join in the line and we carry that flame forward.
0: Across the generations, we are tending the flame. Hand in hand together, we share the work of fighting injustice, singing the songs, speaking the truth and we are here to build something lasting. We join in
1: the line and we carry the flame forward. Across the generations, we've been nourished by this flame. We're singing new songs, breaking old barriers, sharing in the work. And as we find our own space in what has been, we're here to make space for the next person as well. We join in the line and we carry the flame forward. Across the generations, the
0: flame comes to us. We're here for the songs, for the justice, for the community sharing the work. We're here now too, to build something new and lasting. We're ready for a new day together. We join in the line and we carry the flame forward. Time to sing. Um, Our first hymn is on your hymn sheet, if you're in the building and if you're at home uh, the words will be up on your screen forward through the ages feel free to stand or sit as you prefer and sing up as best you can
2: So let's take all of those joys and concerns, both spoken and unspoken, into an
0: extended time of prayer now. It's based on some words by Maureen Kiloran. You might want to adjust your position to be more comfortable. You might want to close your eyes, put down anything you don't need to be holding. Perhaps there's some posture that helps you to feel more prayerful. Whatever helps you to get into the right state of body and mind for us to pray together now, to be fully present in this sacred time and space with ourselves, with each other, and with that which lies within us and beyond us.
3: Spirit of life, God of all
2: love, in whom we live and move and have our being, we turn our full attention to you, the light within and without, as we tune into the depths of this life and the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all intimately connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the very centre of our being. Spirit of blessing, be with us in the very ordinariness of our days. May hope's light guard us and keep cynicism from our hearts. May the energy of laughter build endurance for the tough times of our lives. May creativity's vision grant the possibility of seeing old relationships with new eyes. May the oil of healing keep us from anger's hardness or despair. May the mantle of humility give us courage to admit when we are wrong. May compassions loom, weave in us the discipline to forgive. May patience help us bear in mind that ours is not the only scale of time. May the flame of justice be a beacon for the choices we must make each day. And may peace be ever in us and sustain us through these testing times. Spirit of blessing, be with us in the very ordinariness of our days. And in a few moments of shared stillness now, Let us call to mind all those people and situations who are on our hearts this morning, thinking of all those issues of concern, whether close to home or troubled places the world over. Let us hold them
3: gently in loving kindness for a while.
2: And let us hold ourselves in loving kindness too, for each of us carries our own private burdens. Life is tough for so many right now. We're all too aware of life's struggles and hardships. So let us rest
0: in self-compassion as we ask silently for what we most need this
3: day.
2: And let us take a moment more to reflect on the week just gone in a spirit of gratitude. Let us notice and give thanks for all those
0: blessings, large or small, that have helped to lift our spirits along the way. And perhaps we can prepare our hearts to receive life's blessings in the week
3: ahead.
0: time to sing again our next hymn is in your purple book if you're in the room it's number 212 where my free spirit onward leads if you're at home the words will be up on your screen again stand or sit as you prefer where my free spirit onward leads
3: Nice to see you all here. Someone should leave more often.
4: (laughs) Well, uh, where to begin? It's so far back in time that historians have argued over the exact time when I arrived at Essex Church. It was most probably sometime in late 1971 or early 1972. I came in by the back door, as it were. An acquaintance, with whom I was romantically involved at the time, insisted that part of the deal included accompanying him to church on Sunday mornings. He had other advice too, which I won't uh, share with you. The romance floundered, but not the relationship with the church, which was clearly based on more solid foundations. There was a fully formed quartet at the time who sang at the weekly service, decked in dark robes, seated very formally at what Philip Larkin would refer to as the holy end. The costumes matched the rather austere Victorian Gothic interior of the church that then stood on this site, rather gloomy, as I remember, with pews and choir stores and dark corners where members of the congregation could seek to hide from the searching eye of the minister as he intoned from his lofty pulpit, or rather forbidding. And it came to pass that the baritone, a kindly gentleman of advancing years, decided to retire, which left a vacancy. I saw my chance, and being a familiar face with a voice that had attracted the attention of the choirmaster and organist, one of three Davids who were to take up the post of musical director in my time. And so I was in. And then began my long association with Essex Church. The musical diet was principally sacred music accompanied by a mighty organ. I can't remember the source for the hymns, but they were pretty traditional as far as I recall. Now, I was young, but the building was not. And so the decision was made to demolish the old crumbling edifice and build the church we're all sitting here in today. This involved a period when we moved into temporary accommodation provided at one time by St. Mary Abbott's Church, just down the road from here. There was no organ, but our organist, who was a professional musician and performed at gigs as well as teaching piano and organ, owned a transportable keyboard which he would lug over every week from South London. Each week, the keyboard would be set up in the hall which we'd been lent. And so we survived till the new building was completed. I can't honestly remember how long we were Bohemians, so to speak. It was a good year or more for sure. By now, we had shared the traditional robes, and the only formal wear was that of the minister, a Welshman whose Gallic cadences charmed our ears. Yes, the ministers. Well, as you can imagine, I've gone through several since my arrival. There was Irene, the Welshman, Frank, Francis, Yopi, who stood in for a time as we sought a new permanent posting, and Art, who all made their mark. A couple who are best forgotten, and the glorious reign of our very dear Sarah. All quite different in their styles and delivery, and through it all, the choir. As with the ministers, I've seen quite a few members over the years, at least five or six sopranos, four or five mezzos, several tenors, and a clutch of replacement baritones when I wasn't up to it. Not to mention pianists, with whom we juggled and jiggled to provide the music that has sustained both us and the congregation over the years. There have been a fair number of musical directors too, though latterly, we never got round to employing a full-time director of music, a role which I took on somewhat reluctantly, as I'm not a trained musician by any means. Still, I got through it. Lockdown, was a terrible blow to the familiarities of a world which we all took so much for granted. It challenged us all in so many different ways and led to a new order. And I think it was around then that I started considering my position here at church. I'd had an amazing run. My vocal contribution has flourished, I think especially under the careful guidance of Peter to whom I now pay tribute. It's true to say that being a member of the church and choir has provided me with a wonderful opportunity to learn and sing material that without the choir I would never have experienced. I loved the challenge of coming up with something to suit the theme of the service, stretching me to include songs from the world of pop, musical comedy, satire, English song as well as the regular monthly quartet, a judicious mix of sacred and popular music. I have loved using my voice in the service of something which was bigger than me. It's been a unique opportunity to communicate with you as a congregation, and it's time to say goodbye. Unlike Dame Nellie Melba, I don't believe you can go on forever. I leave with many happy memories of collaborative music-making and friendships formed over the years. I've chosen to finish with a song sung by my predecessor on his retirement in summertime on Breeden, by the end of which there shouldn't be a dry eye in the house. (laughs) And I hope it's not because of my singing. (laughs)
3: Thank you, Harold.
5: We're moving into a time of meditation now, and I'm going to share some words from Richard S. Gilbert, a piece called Music as a Metaphor, which is very fitting on this day where we look back on 50 years of music. You're invited to then take the words into a few moments of silence, which will end with a sound from our bell. And then we'll hear some music for meditation from our quartet. So let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable. Maybe putting down anything that you don't need. Adjusting your position, if that helps. Putting your feet flat on the floor to ground and steady yourself. And maybe gently closing your eyes or softening your gaze. As always, The words and music are just an offering. So please feel free to use this time
3: to meditate in your own way. Richard Gilbert said that
5: his words, which I'm about to read, were inspired by hearing that Duke Ellington, the jazz musician, once said, But when composing music, he found it was good to have limits. As his regular trumpet player and trombonist, each had a certain limited range of notes in which they could play beautifully. So he had to write his music within the constraints of what his trombonist and trumpet player could do with their respective instruments. However, this apparent constraint, instead of limiting him further, turned out to inspire him to create even more interesting compositions.
3: Richard Gilbert wrote this short meditation in response. We live within limits. We compose a life out of finite
5: time. We sing the melody of meaning in cathedral space, working out a distinctive tune. We walk in harmony with all that is, in cosmos and community, seeking to attune ourselves with the music of the spheres, knowing our existence is but a single note in a vast universal symphony. We move in oscillating rhythms, now with bursts of energy, now with the richness of repose, reveling in the variety of the beat, stepping to our own music, no matter how measured or how far away. We live within dissonance for Concord is not guaranteed.
3: Often we are out of tune, inharmonious, out of step
5: yet dissonance creates its own meaning moving within the complex score providing contrasts that enrich the songs we would
3: sing yes music is a metaphor for life
5: in all its rich diversity.
1: Thank you very much for that music. We're now going to have a responsive reading. Um, If you're here in church, there's this, is it taupe, is it beige, this sheet? Oh, it's caramel, this color. Uh, Or it'll appear on screens at home. And the invitation is to join in with the words in italics if you want to. It's called Out of the Womb of Stars and it's by Joy Atkinson. The womb of stars embraces us. Remnants of their fiery furnaces pulse through our veins. We are of the stars. The dust of the explosions cast across space. We are of the earth. We breathe and live in the breath of ancient plants and beasts. Their cells nourish the soil, We build our communities on a harvest of gifts. Our fingers trace the curves carved in clay and stone by forebears unknown to us. We are a part of the great circle of humanity, gathered around the fire, the hearth, the altar. We gather anew this day to celebrate our common heritage. May we recall in gratitude all that has given us birth. May we recall in gratitude all that has given us birth. Isn't that a great line? And an end of an era, which is how we're describing this day of completion of Harold Lorenzelli's marvellous five decades of singing for us here at Essex Church, an end of an era, Now that is a great time for gratitude. I'm astonished to think of all the changes that Harold has seen in our church community over those 50 years, not least of which, of course, a radical change of building here on this very site, with some photos that we can uh, show you later of the old Essex church. And if you're online, you can find a fascinating booklet about the history of this building and this community in the resources section of the website. And those architectural changes, they mirror the huge changes that have occurred in society as a whole in this particular area of Notting Hill in London and in religious gatherings like this. And today we're also marking the end of my ministry with Kensington Unitarians, which happened way back at the end of uh, 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, So we never had a farewell party. And though my days of responsibility for this congregation and for this beautiful building and its very quirky plumbing and roofing, those days are well and truly over but i'll still be coming over to west london from the far east from time to time to lead services and i'm hoping that you too harold will grace us with your presence when your busy life allows you know you're going to be missed oh we need to mark these transitions in our lives don't we i wonder what transitions you're working through at present in your own lives Some are very public, aren't they? Other people usually notice when we're starting or ending jobs, don't they? But uh, lots of life's transitions, they're more private. Those quiet times when the ways in which we come to terms with life's inevitable changes. That inner excitement when something new seems to be emerging for us, but maybe it's a bit too soon to actually talk to someone about it. These changes we can go through, they can bring up so many emotions, can't they? Delight can sit alongside loss. Uncertainty and anticipation, they travel closely together. And I often think of a religious community such as ours as a place where people can mark transitions, those key milestones of birth, marriage, death, to mention but a few, But this also, you know, is a place where life's other transitions can be talked about and shared, a place where we can seek the assistance of others as we come to to terms with change. Be that a change that um, that we've chosen or, you know, that more usual sort of change, the change that just lands on you with a kaplunk and then you just have to come to terms with it. That responsive reading that uh, we've just had, The Womb of Stars, that's an old favourite of mine. Oh, It's a healthy reminder for me of the temporary nature of everything. For our individual lives, they're they're a tiny part of a greater progression. Forward through the ages, as that old hymn reminded us. Now, when ministers leave a congregation, it is customary for them to sum up what they've actually learned through their time with the congregation. My biggest learning actually started up in Sheffield in Forward Old Chapel when I first discovered Unitarianism. It's an old stone chapel building built back in 1728, and on the walls... On the walls it has one of those traditional wooden panels with a list of ministers, names and dates written in gold lettering. And funnily enough, there's a similar list on the wall of the local bowls club where I now attend my weekly Pilates class. But that's a list of bowls trophy winners um, spanning back over the years. And a list like that, sums up my key learning in ministry and that is ministers come and ministers go just like bowls trophy winners we're all temporary musicians come and go trustees And congregation members come and go now this is not an invitation for you to all rush for the door right now just let's all stay where we are at least until it's time for lunch but i do reckon it's worth pausing from time to time reminding ourselves of the temporary nature of all that exists we're here for a while and that may be a little while or a longer while we're here for a while and our presence the presence of each and every one of us Our presence matters greatly. We're here for a while and the journey of life that each and every one of us is on is a unique journey of our own. Now, I know I'm not the only one here who likes to think of life as a curriculum, a unique curriculum of learning that will help us develop and grow, will help us find new skills, will bring us companions to assist us on the way, and will provide us with the challenges to work through and the delights to inspire us. And as for my personal learnings through 15 years of ministry here at Essex Church, well, I learnt well and truly how very unfair life is, how tough some people's life curriculums are. This church sits in the midst of a London borough that contains a huge disparity between rich and poor, a microcosm, I think, of the ever-widening splits in British society. Just a mile away from us now is the tarpaulin clad Grenfell Tower, a monument to a society that does not properly take care of those in need, a society that does not protect its citizens through proper monitoring of safety regulations, and a society that's currently allowing an ever-increasing divide to occur between rich and poor. So long as such a divide exists, there will always be work for people like us to do, people who care about justice. And after 15 years grappling with the fabric of this building, I have learned that life in this material world will always be imperfect. Some toilets will always block. Some roofs will always leak. And some people will inevitably behave in ways that we wish they wouldn't. None of you, of course. And I'm sure you'll know by now now that any mention of imperfect people includes me. And that leads me to my best learning of all from these years with Kensington Unitarians. And that is the power of love. The power of love to assist us in life's most difficult times. A congregation of diverse people with diverse life experiences, facing diverse challenges, that is one big opportunity for love. And I'm really glad that I've had all those years to practice that particular skill of loving with you. I've talked about the temporary nature of existence that musicians and uh, ministers arrive and leave, congregation members too, but what's lovely about churches is the way that the congregation can continue if it's lucky whoever comes and goes that continuation is made possible by people by people who turn up on a sunday morning by people who volunteer who roll up their sleeves and get involved by people who make a commitment so thank you thank you all for being people who turn up in life one way or another an extra thanks to my friend and colleague, Jane Blackall, who is taking the ministerial baton onwards now and who has for so many years been here supporting me in ministry because I never could have done it on my own. And today, an especial thank you to all our musicians and especially Harold Lorenzelli, super baritone and longtime trustee of this church. Harold, will you come up and have a hug? A thank you hug, if you want one. And receive this card and gift, your very own Night at the Opera. And thanks. I printed it out to you. A thank you very much. Especially for you, Harold, now we've got your favourite hymn favorite hymn. We're going to be singing now um, (coughs) Flying Free, which uh, the number will be on your order of service. It's in the 167 in the purple book or it'll appear on screens. Thank you.
0: time for a few announcements then. There are lots of things to give thanks for this morning. Thanks, of course, to Sarah and Harold for sharing their reflections on their many loyal years of service to this community. Thanks to Ramona for tech hosting in-house and Charlotte for co-hosting at home and to Janine for leading our meditation. Thank you to Peter and the quartet for all the fantastic music. Um, For those of you who are here in person, things are gonna be done slightly differently after the service. We're gonna have self-service beverages, I think, here in the church prior to lunch and cake being served next door at noon. Thanks to Patricia's chums, uh, Diane and Jan, for taking charge of the lunch, and to Patricia for organizing it all uh, with help from David. Thanks to Juliet and her her helpers for greeting. Thanks to Marianne for helping out with the tea. Um, If you're online, please do stick around for a chat with Charlotte we've got various small group activities that go on at the church there are still spaces left to join our heart and soul contemplative spiritual gatherings tonight or friday at seven o'clock this week's theme is comparison looking a bit further ahead you might want to put the green spirit lammas gathering on your diaries that's the first of august at seven o'clock chat to sarah if you want to know about that and the poetry group in person is on the second have a chat with brian wherever brian is uh, to know more about that um, I want to draw your attention to one more save the date, a bit long range. Um, it is customary to mark the official start of a new ministry with an induction service. And although I've been here for quite a while in various capacities, we're going to have a special service on the 14th of October at 2 o'clock uh, to, to mark that transition. Um, it will be hybrid as usual, so you can enjoy it in person or online. And it would be lovely if friends from near and far would be a part of that. And there will be cake if you attend in person, if that helps. <laughs> We'll be back next Sunday with another hybrid service, that's uh, me and David Carter. Uh, will be talking about getting to grips with growth. All these information is on the back of your order of service and then on the Friday email. Um, we very much have a life beyond Sunday mornings. We encourage you to keep in touch, uh, look out for each other and nurture supportive connections where you can. Just time for our closing words and closing music now. Um, It's not on the order of service, but you are invited to join in with the closing music. Um, It's number 102 in the purple books if you want to get ready for that. So our closing words. We build on foundations we did not lay. We warm ourselves as fires we did not light. We sit in the shade of trees we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig, we profit from those we have not met. Each of us is blessed with gifts from those who were here before us and have gifts to pass to others in turn. We are ever bound in community. So let us go our way in gratitude and know ourselves to be a vital part of this living tradition as it evolves and carries on. May it be so for the greater good of all. Amen.